So this is great. You are like right here with me. I can listen to you all day when I want. Good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. It's Saturday. Live from the bedroom. It's Saturday night. Usually I would say live from the truck or the car, but I recorded this earlier. So Roseanne, you're still pointing the finger, huh? Time to buy a new one. Well, that's Sarah Gilbert. She ruined my life. Actually, you and Sarah Gilbert collaborated to bring Roseanne back to television. You brought it back and then you shot yourself in the foot. As Beck famously sang, it's nobody's fault but your own. Okay? Take ownership. You have also said in many interviews, I thought the bitch was white! As if that made a difference. You still said what you said. You can't backpedal. You can't go to Fox News and cry like Paula Dean after losing all that weight with butter strapped to your butt. Well, I only did it this way. (sighs) The Dr. Seuss Podcast is brought to you by Saturday Night. It is what it is, people. Mm. Lots going on. A lot we're going to talk about. Like classic films and dark humor. I want to resurrect it. And so it has to be done. I love classic films. I love dark humor. I love that I can look at Mommy Dearest. Which I guess is now considered a classic film. Because it's more than 30 years. (laughs) Kind of like me. Um, Mommy Dearest came out when I was probably about. Okay, 1981. So I was maybe either a year or a couple of months old. Probably a year. So I was too little to see it, you know. They they couldn't take the stroller in, you know. No more wire hangers. That really that really would have scared me. But then, you know, um it's it's more comical than scary. Here I am a child of the 80s. But I grew up in the 90s. So I'm born in the 80s, grew up in the 90s. And maybe some of the 2000s. Because you never stop growing. And we were playing win, lose, or draw yesterday. Or, yeah, where you, you know, anyway. And I, I said a scary movie for me. And it was Jaws. Jaws does scare me because as a little kid... When you you see that other little kid getting eaten, ugh, it's all bloody. Even though you know it's pretend, it's like, ugh, that's messy. And I remember one time having a dream that there were sharks in the dining room. And then the dining room slowly went back to the dining room and it wasn't the ocean anymore. It was a weird dream. Um, 
just like Dracula. I used to be scared of Dracula. And then as I got older, I went, oh, that is kind of erotic. <laughs> what was Bram Stoker thinking? <laughs> oh, we know what he was thinking. Because now it has come out. <laughs> Get ready. He was writing letters to Walt Whitman. They were having a correspondence. Could we say that Bram Stoker was queer? Yes. The way he wrote to a very aging, dying Walt Whitman. Um, you know. Bram Stoker, Irishman, writes famous, famous novel. <laughs> it has been interpreted so many times. And I saw this thing the other day where Christopher Lee is talking about it. And he talks about the movie, the 1992 movie, where um, Gary Oldman's character turns around and licks uh, the razor out of sheer joy and bliss. And he says, that is not Bram Stoker, but it is genius. It is dark, just like the novel. Now, I can't really imitate Sir Christopher Lee who even had a heavy metal album you know had played so many dark characters okay and you know people thought that he was into dark stuff dark you know magic he finally had to clarify it and say that he was not a tenant of Satanism. And he says, do not do it. You will lose your mind and you will lose your soul. And he was right. Don't do it. You know, I've seen a lot of crazy people. Do it. Do it. I can't do it. Oh, look, the sun is coming out. The sun will come out and borrow. Now get a cup of sugar and... Wipe away the sorrow for copyright. <sighs> Let's just mix this in with classic films and dark humor. Or you have something like Dracula, made in the 90s. I wasn't allowed to go see that either until I was much older. And then it was on TV, so there was a TV version. I didn't see the naughty version until I think I was a teenager and it was on cable. <laughs> We didn't have cable. Other people in the family did. And I was kind of taken back. I was like, there's a scene where Dracula is the wolf. Wolf Dracula. Like he had many different costumes, you know? And he's fucking that one chick. And I was like, oh, that's bestiality right there. You know? It was naughty. Not nice. Naughty, not nice, you know? So, yeah, I mean, you could call some of the films from the 90s classics. Although they got to wait another 50 years, you know, to marinate in the sauce. This week, today, 75 years ago. Huh. A couple met on set and fell in love. 
You don't know how to whistle, don't you, Steve? You just put your lips together and blow. I was trying to do it. If you don't know what that is, Humphrey Bogart meets Lauren Bacall and to have and have not. Directed by Howard Hawks, who basically created the name Lauren Bacall because her real name was Betty Joan Perkersky. In fact, only her friends called her Betty Bacall. You know, it wasn't like Cardi B. Only her friends call her. She's trying to copyright that. So we need to get that in there before she copyrights it and listens to the show and goes, Ooh, what the? Are they mentioning me with Lauren Bacall? I don't know. <sighs> Lauren Bacall was cool, fierce, funny, did cat food commercials, fancy feast. This is life. I think that's how the commercial went. I'd have to find it. You know, um, married Humphrey Bogart when she was in her 20s, he was in his 40s, very madly in love. You know, that I think showed people that love is love. Age, class, gender, it didn't matter. You know, and it's part of Dr. Zeus's podcast, you know, I like what I like. Um, it's not the same as like uh, people watching Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, you could see where, where Brad and Angelina fall in love. No, you could see where he was like, I'm going to tap that. Yeah, there's a difference. Because I would not compare Bogart and Bacall to Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Because there's so much, there was so much going on. And then we have a wonderful thing called tabloids. Yeah. So, I don't know. I've only seen Mr. and Mrs. Smith twice. Once in the theater and that's it. It's the one movie I did not buy. I thought it was okay. You know? Um, do I side with Jennifer Aniston? I don't side with anyone. I mean, you know, Angelina Jolie, great actress, makes stupid decisions. <laughs> A lot of stupid decisions. Pet rat. Billy Bob Thornton, need I say more? You know. But we're not here to talk about that today. We're talking about Saturday. Last gasp. Because I've had a week off. I wanted more. Now Monday I have to go back to work. Not happy about it. Slept in. Did not give a fuck. I thought, you know, the kids do it. And I am a kid at heart. So, yeah. I was looking, speaking of heart, I was online before bed, <laughs> very late, looking for heart tickets. And I thought, eh, 
I like L King, but I don't want her on the bill. I wanted to see Hart. I like Joan Jet. I almost said Joan Crawford. <laughs> she can't play guitar. She can only play the wire hanger fiddle. Get a gun, girl. No. You know where to find the boys and the booze. Yeah. Don't you just love the acoustics in here? I do. But yeah, I would prefer to see Heart Alone. You know, it would be a very kind of never, crazy on you, magic man, um, straight on you. I love that song. Um, you know, Dreamboat Annie. Um, what is it? What is the other one? Never, These Dreams. I like Alone, but it's not one of my favorites. I mean, they sound amazing on it. Um, all I want to do is make love to you. You know, um, I love that they keep going. You know, they have to. That's their their job. You know, is to be heart. That's amazing. So we're going to be back after these messages. Okay, I got some stuff to do. And now by the power invested in me, I pronounce us ready to podcast. The Dr. Zeus Podcast is brought to you by Cocks Like You. What? Cocks Like You. Cocks Like You. Welcome back to the Dr. Zeus Podcast after a brief, or as Snoop Dogg would say, small chronic break. I don't do that, but I just wanted to say it, you know? Ugh. I have the candle lit from within. My shot, uh, my one, so I have something else next to it. You know, we're living in crazy times, aren't we, Paul Manafort? Is that Manafort or Manafort? You know, I, when I think of his name, I, I hear like the manifold that's like on an airplane. I know what those are. Um, And then now, now, supposedly, Ivanka, daughter of Satan, wants to be president. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Wait, wait, wait. Not only does she want to be president, she also has had issues with emails. Oh, and yet Hillary Clinton... They shit on her for that? I don't fucking think so. Or as the Van Cone lady would say, uh, you know what? Uh-uh. Yeah, it's a Van Cone life, you know? Ivanka, I got one thing to fucking say to you. Here's a cup of shut the fuck up, bitch. You ain't gonna be the president, okay? Jared Kushner, 
You better watch the kush, okay? Lies, lies, lies. At this moment, they lie so much they could be invited to a Lori Laughlin var mitzvah. Lori Laughlin's not Jewish, but still, she can just lie and say, I have a var mitzvah coming. A faked var mitzvah. She faked the photos, you know, um, photoshopped. Right now, Lori Laughlin's daughter is upset that her parents have ruined her career. I have to know. What kind of career is this? Because the only thing you seem to be good at is putting on makeup on YouTube. Sephora uh, even struck a deal with you and later said goodbye with the deal after it came out that you didn't really get into college. Mama just paid them $500,000. That's a lot of fucking money. Lot of full house money right there. Lot of Hallmark money. I'm sure that Hallmark, you know, now was like, she gave some of our money for what? You know, and it's unfortunate. And I, uh, I know people who are actually giving her the benefit of the doubt. Yes, I shit you not. <clears throat> you don't. I don't mention Lori Laughlin in their house negatively. Oh, I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt, and then they say, oh. This is how they tried to defend her. Defend her? Are you fucking kidding me? They say, well, she didn't go to college and she wanted her. And I wanted to say, shut the fuck up. I don't give a shit. She gave them $500,000, close to a million dollars. She had to get out on a million dollars of bail. Didn't bat an eyelash what she did. And then her her daughter, there's a video of her daughter saying she didn't really want to go to college. She doesn't really want it. She doesn't like school. That she's going to go to the deans. Are you kidding me, honey? Think she's got power. For those 15 minutes of fame, she thought she did have power. You know, and then you go back and look at the evidence. Aunt Becky... The times that they tried to help DJ cheat on her SATs. Or the times that her and Jesse Kasopoulos, played by um, John Stamos. He's got a weird belly button. That's all I'm saying. Um, They uh, lied to try to get their kids into the special preschool or kindergarten or whatever. If you've ever seen Fuller House, and I've seen some of it, unfortunately, the end result of Nikki and Alex Kasopoulos is not pretty. And we're supposed to think that's cute. That they didn't become a doctor or a lawyer or something. You know, instead, they, they look like a bunch of stoners. They do. And I'm not saying that's bad, but... You know, you got to get a job, honey. Hey, if they could go into hydro fucking ponics, but I know Full House doesn't want that. You know, just like um, the funny. Here's the funny thing. People were actually my, my I have some friends who were actually upset that Lori Laughlin got canned by the Hallmark Channel. I said, hey, you do the crime, you do the time. Well, but, you know, it's not proven. Yes, it is. They have FBI evidence. Oh, 
Yeah. These are Lori Laughlin fans. Oh, she could do no wrong. She's pure in the eyes of Hallmark. Well, when they've tapped your phone and they have all kinds of evidence and you admit to it, yeah, you're guilty. You're guiltier than a Hallmark clutch bag filled with lies, romantic rendezvous only Hallmark can produce without an ounce of diversity. Oh, I love it. People. Oh, they're diverse. Yes. Every time you see a Mexican or an African-American or an Asian, they are a supporting character. They are not the lead. Oh, well, you know, I said, no, 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 no. They need to be the lead. Hallmark is just, you know, I don't know. I do know, but you don't know. For me, and I'm not a big Hallmark person, you know, if I want to watch the Golden Girls, I have the DVDs or I'll watch them on Logo. Although recently Logo has really stretched out the episodes. So they've really just cropped them too much. You know, Logo, watch them fuck it up. <laughs> Although it's not Bravo, thank God. Um, but, you know, five hundred million dollars. Hallmark Hall, I, Hallmark did the right thing They fired her ass Now they're talking about Are they going to recast her part Are they going to keep her in They should just can it Can you just imagine It's like it's like black market um, Lori Laughlin material now Right now On eBay You can find The unrated When the heart calls Starring Prison inmate 1666 Lori Laughlin. It's only available on eBay. Hurry soon because it's going to go back on the black market. Right? Meanwhile, Lori Laughlin's like, Sephora, I'm sorry for what my daughters click. <laughs> they don't care. Oh. She says she would do anything for her daughters. So apparently that means lie, cheat, and steal. And the military has a big no-no on that. What do you think about that, Lori Laughlin? Huh? I always liked how on Full House, she came off as this innocent, Nebraskan Aunt Becky who wants to turn, you know, what's his name? Uncle Jesse. Into the right perfect man Making a music video For a really weird song called Forever Forcing people to have to listen to John Stamos sing Mm, Don't quit your day job, bitch I'm talking to you, John Stamos If I could have it all I'd look at Aunt Becky and say You go to jail forever <laughs> I remember when he took his shirt off, and I, I know that's the only thing I remember. And I thought, well, his belly button looks weird, like it, like it moved a few spaces on the on the yeah, game board. And he later said he had an accident where they had to fix it. I don't know, 
Poor Rebecca remains stemless having to sleep with that. Are you kidding me? Ugh. We know Lori Laughlin never did because she just lied, cheated, and stealed. Or stole. I'm sorry. Lied, cheated, and stole. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, hey, it's Saturday night. Come on. I've got how many days until I go back? <laughs> uh. You know, I know some of you out there are like, I wish I had an Aunt Becky or a Felicity Huffman. With Felicity Huffman, I don't think this is going to negatively affect her career because she likes to play. Um, how shall I say this? She likes to play interesting, dark women. You know, you have Lynette Scavo on Desperate Housewives. Who also would do anything at $15,000 worth. That's probably why her bail wasn't as high. Then, of course, you are married to William H. Macy. Middle name could stand for hazardous. Who famously plays Frank Gallagher on Shameless. And if you look at some of the shit that Frank Gallagher does, think, oh, was Felicity doing her homework? You know? Huh. Meanwhile, Lori Laughlin's in Canada, unbeknownst to her, and then finds out she has to get on the plane back to Los Angeles. She has time to do her makeup, hair. Meanwhile, Felicity Huffman is just arrested, doesn't have time to do hair and makeup. So that adds more edge. You have more sympathy for Felicity Huffman, you know? Lori Laughlin, I don't know. What the fuck were you smoking? Huh? We'll ask that in our next segment after these non Hallmark messages. <laughs> The Dr. Zeus Podcast is celebrating a year, motherfuckers. And now a word from Jason Almy of Shit Happens When You Party Naked. Hey, motherfuckers, you already know what it is. This is Jason Almy of Team Almy of Shit Happens When You Party Naked Podcast, motherfuckers. You listening to Dr. Zeus, I'm calling in to say happy one year anniversary to my main man, that motherfucker, Dr. Zeus. Happy one year anniversary of podcasting, my brother. All right. So we talked about Aunt Becky. I'm just going to call her that. She doesn't deserve to be called Lori Laughlin anymore. Because, you know, Twitter is having a field day. And Becky did this. And Becky, Aunt Becky's going to da- jail, DJ. She is. Maybe a white-collar jail. I don't know. Or blue-collar. What? Not blue-collar jail, but white-collar jail, you know. Hey, it worked for Martha Stewart, okay? I will say, though, still to this day, I personally don't feel Martha Stewart did anything wrong. And they went after her because she was a woman. It's true. 
you know, I'm sure not everyone is happy that the recipes of hers they would make, it wouldn't turn out great. She would tell them, you have to follow the recipe, although that was the Civil Shepherd version. She later admitted she hated Civil Shepherd playing her. She probably would have preferred Meryl Streep. You know, Meryl Streep would have at least given her some love, you know. Huh. What's up? It's Saturday fucking shit. Last night was just sushi. I'm dreaming about sushi again. It was so good. It was so fucking good. Yep. I just had an idea. A very dastardly idea. So. The Dr. Zeus podcast is brought to you by viewers like you. Motherfuckers like you. Mm. And shit happens when you're parking naked. They, I, I, I want to keep it for a few episodes. The love that they gave, because you know the show is celebrating a year. <sighs> I, I put the yearly show together quick because I went on vacation. We went to Monterey. Remember, I'm in California. <laughs> Don't come looking for me, people. Unless you, unless you. Let me know ahead of time, and then I have to get my deal and meal together. Um, I need a pedicure, manicure. And then I can get that out of the way. You know, I want this show to get bigger. I want everything to get bigger. Sometimes bigger is better. You know, look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. Come on. Adon, you got to shrink. You know, I do feel bad because I did have a scone for breakfast and I did use white flour with it. And I thought, oh, shit, Arnold's going to get me. I could hear him screaming in my ear. You want to get the shit, bitch? You all need to lot no more white flour. It equal white doth. And in his eyes, it does. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be a wreck. I don't know how much of the show you're going to get. Maybe a little more. <sighs> you know, because... Oh, God. Fly, get away. Fucking shit. Um, I like recording this way. All of the equipment sometimes. <laughs> it takes a lot to do that, you know? I'm one of these people where I want to just get it ready, you know? Let's go. Let's get, let's get down. And what I mean by that is rather than, you know, turn up half cooked, I'm going to douche right away, motherfuckers. I'm going to douche because, you know, when I want to have sex, I want to get down immediately. Oh, foreplay, foreplay. I don't think so. You just get into it. You know what I mean? So yesterday... I don't know if I talked about this. So I, I stay in contact with a former, I don't know whatever, what to call them. We slept together three times. I think three. And he had the gall to tell me when he first met me, he, he was supposedly clairvoyant now. He knew where it was going to go. And I'm thinking that's kind of fucked up. And then he said how, you know, I was never ready for him. And it's like, you know what? I work, motherfucker. He would summon me. 
you know, one time I, I had him over near my house in the orchard waiting for me while I got ready and it worked. But then he got all paranoid, you know, not the brightest tool in the shed. And then yesterday he has the gall to ask for help. All right. So I'm going to read you what I sent him. Here's why I couldn't drive you around. Unfortunately, I'm very busy. And second, I didn't appreciate you talking about the negative aspects of me when we first met, rather than talk about the positive aspects. I enjoyed being intimate with you. And the times I came to you, you know, whatever, were accidental. I couldn't just go to a friend's and do this. There was that time we slept together near my house and I did everything to appease you because I liked you. But in that, you still talk about the negative rather than the positive of meeting each other. When you can recognize the positive aspects of us hanging out in the past, then maybe I can help you. He wanted me to drive 39 fucking miles. Sounds like 39 million. (laughs) Fuck that. And then drive him another 20 miles to a bank because his bank is not in the town that he's staying in. Is that my problem? No. (laughs) Meanwhile, he's telling me all the problems that I had when we first met. How amazing that you can bring that petty shit up. Fuck you, motherfucker. And I I realized in that moment at 2 in the morning last night, and I sent him that, and I said, you know, I don't need you. Yeah. You want to come for me? Fine. You know, get your shit together, but don't ask me to help you. I'm not Uber. And then talk shit about me in front of me. I love how you would say, well, I'm telling everyone the truth. If you notice there's not a lot of people helping you because you think you're telling the truth when really you're judging them. And you don't fucking do that, motherfuckers. A judgmental. I mean, yes, you know, we're talking about Lori Laughlin, but what she did was wrong. Okay. What I did in that those nine years ago when I first met him. I was confused. I was not in a good place. Was I wrong? No. But you know, as I've said, I slept with him in a van down by the river. So even, you know, Mr. Black Sheep himself would just laugh at that. That I actually am living. Chris Farley would be laughing hysterically that I am living out his dream skit. In reality, not only did he live in the van down by the river, we fucked in the van down by the river. And then I brought him to my house. (coughs) You know, he would shower at his sister's. I do remember that. You know. What can I say? I like him dumb and full of cum, okay? (laughs) It's as simple as that. It's realistically, you know, I mean, we didn't have conversations like about astro uh, turf or physicists, uh, you know, physicology, physicology or sex. He didn't even know the ins and outs of sex. I love how some people don't even know where the G spot is, men or women. 
I explained to him one night that the G-spot is inside the man. He had no idea. And then I had to say it like this in latent terms. Okay, when you stick your finger or your cock up someone's ass and they come, that's the G-spot. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, release? Or when you stick your finger the right way in a vagina before fucking them, that's the G-spot. That's why they gush like gushers. I didn't know that. And I and then he's always telling me, I think to my knowledge, you don't have any. Ugh. I mean, you know, in the gym, he was great. He probably was your typical dumb. I don't even call him a jock. Just dumb as a box of hair. You know. And then he'd always sit back it up with God. You know what the Bible says, and I'm thinking if you if you spent less time quoting the Bible and actually doing shit, you'd have a pretty fucking amazing life. But I can't say that to him because then he'd hold up a cross at me like I'm Gary Oldman and Dracula. <laughs> I, one of these days, if I do see him again, we're gonna watch Dracula together and see what happens. See if it arises passions, erotica. Ooh. The 92 was like the year of erotica, okay? You got Dracula. You got Madonna's erotica. You got um, Basic Instinct. Woo! Talk about vaginas having fun, you know? Gushing, 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 gushing. Although in Dracula's aspect, I couldn't picture him... He might have put like two fang marks through a vagina and then poor Sharon Stone, you know, I had no idea he was biting me down there. (laughs) Oh, God. These Saturdays are just amazing that I can record this. I don't have any interruptions. I wish I'm thinking about him right now. My friend TJ, who is just hilarious. You know, I know that we're both going to make it. And then I'm also thinking of my friend who also was back East, um, with the new heart, you know, I mean, when it comes to a cock joke, this guy was, this guy's funny. And I hope that he's listening. You know, I've done a couple of episodes dedicated to him. His butt, his... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? That would be funny if I get a text message about the show. Why are you talking about my ass? Just for fun. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't need any makeup on it, you know? If he was in a movie... If. <laughs> you just imagine. Okay, I need you to darken up that cheek right there. Okay, yeah. Lift that up. You know, he's good at editing. So, yeah. We'll leave it at that. (laughs) Now, if I was doing a studio audience and he was in the audience, he would just be kind of looking at me like, don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. Okay, all right. Because, you know, it's like Fight Club. You do not talk about Fight Club, okay? You just don't. You don't. Huh, yeah. The Dr. Zeus podcast is brought to you by Saturdays. It's all about Saturdays. You know, we could talk about this shit all day. 
but we can't. So I'm going to give a cup of shut the fuck up to Ivanka Trump. A cup of shut the fuck up to Lori Laughlin, bitch. A cup of shut the fuck up to Roseanne. Sadly, they're all women. And a cup of shut the fuck up to Paul Manafort and Trump. Okay, Jared Kushner, eat my dick. Unpleasant dreams, bitches.